outnumbered, exhausted, and a little bit tipsy. Two moms on a mission to highlight those bad moms. Moms who inspire, create, and take no shit. Really? Mm-hmm. I like it. I feel like it was smoother. I don't know. Okay. Sup, everybody. Sup, Mel. Sup, girl. We're those bad moms, Mel and Abby. Mm-hmm. And we're here to just tell you a little bit about ourselves and the women behind those bad moms podcast and why we started it and why we're here today. Yep. You want to go first? First is the worst. <laughs> Um, yeah, so me and Abby have known each other for, like, how long? Almost 10 years. I mean, I feel like it could be more. I mean, we went to high school together, didn't know each other. No. I, I'm pretty sure we didn't even talk one time in high school. No, I, I didn't no even know you existed. You were. <laughs> <laughs> and then after high school, we became really good friends, and that was, like, eight years ago. Well, we went to college together, or not together, but we were both in San Antonio. Oh, yeah. You remember? Mm-hmm. And that was the first time, actually, I'd ever hung out with you was your birthday, at Jay Sweet's house? No. And you it was your apartment with Holly, your roommate. And do you remember? And Chelsea came down. Anyways, we partied. What? You were cray cray. And I was like, dang, this was. girl <laughs> is like a whole nother level crazy, which I loved. But I, was, I can't even remember. So yeah. obviously I was, it was going a good crazy. Birthday. Okay, good. You were like super baby. I think you were probably turning like 18. Yeah. Yeah. I started college when I was 17. Oh my God. So yeah. we're old now so it's at least a decade like 11 years Holy, that i'm 27 10, 10 years yeah we wow and look at us now that's really hard to even like <laughs> yeah and we used to hang out all the time mm-hmm. and you be, lived around barton skyway and i would ride my bike over there and just, almost die just be little downtown rats <laughs> yeah with no cares in the world mm-hmm. zero responsibilities living life not even thinking about babies or even considering totally not. having babies Mm-mm. or like what was a baby like? What did they do? They kind of honestly weirded me out. I felt uncomfortable around babies. I was yeah. like, uh, no, I'm good. I don't want to hold that. <laughs> Same. Even still, like newborns, I don't, I don't want to hold anybody else's newborn. Yeah. I'm good with my newborn, but I don't want to hold yours. It's not my thing either. No, no thanks. Yeah. So now we have two kids. Um, and your oldest is four? Four and a half. Coming up on five-ish, which is super weird. That is weird. And then your oldest is just three. turned three. Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh, this party is in two days. Yeah. Which is going to be super dope. Monster, monster jam. Yeah. He's obsessed. With a keg, of course. I wasn't going to do a keg no? this year, but maybe now I should. Well, I just like don't set just the do precedent. it because I said it, but that's what. <laughs> well, every single year we've had a keg. Well, and you do you, girl. I don't think Cohen will remember either way. <laughs> Mom, why didn't I have a keg on my third birthday? <laughs> yeah. And then our youngest are pretty close in age. They're like three months. Yeah. Three yeah. months apart. So nine months and six months. Yeah. Just super crazy. I know. Too. Yours is about to start walking. He's so close. He stood today. Yeah. Well, I saw that video on your Instagram of him with the walker and I was like, oh my God. He's I have about that to cube, just take off. You know, the yeah, cube yeah. that you told me to get and he loves. He walks around with that. He pushes what? it around all day. And I'm like, just use the thing's it. heavy. Yeah, no, I'm just like, use a walker. Just do the walker <laughs> just with make the it wheel. Easy on yourself. But no, he likes the huge, heavy wooden cube, and he just like, damn, that's awesome. He's gonna be strong. 
And plus, I mean, I'm sure it adds like a nice level of resistance to it. That walker moves like so yes, easy. It scares him. Yeah. For sure. Even when I lock the wheels, it's super scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we have two kids close in age and we hang out all the time, like mom style, play date yeah. style, which is, you know, half fun. Totally. <laughs> but we wanted to hang out by ourselves without kids or anyone and this is the perfect excuse i know sorry <laughs> gotta go gotta put you to bed early Mom. i know Bram was like i'm so glad you have a hobby because he always works on his fucking cars all the time so he's you like, know what it is great though and it's yeah. great that he can be happy for you and, yeah and also like take do the kids stuff because that's hard and sometimes might be a pain in the ass and dude totally he got gentry like did not want to go to sleep he ate an entire p terry's burger patty like so many French fries ate, like I didn't even pump today at work because I forgot my pump and my boob was literally so full. I was leaking all day. It was oh disgusting. Like I'm like talking to people and I'm like, just don't look to here. Yeah. <laughs> Cause there's, I had like herbs all over myself. And then there was just like this one circle wet spot right here. It was super attractive and really I, professional. I feel like if I saw you like that at 21, it would be a whole different scene. Like herbs all over your shirt with leaky boobs. Definitely. It would be like, did you spill your tequila at party last <laughs> night? But now we're like, oh yeah, leaky boobs. And yeah. You make tinctures. Yeah. Totally normal. Totally normal. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, he ate like a shitload of milk and still didn't want to go to sleep. So then I think he ate extra like two ounces of formula. <laughs> so I don't know. Just for funsies. Just a little top off. Yeah. Sometimes you need that little. I don't understand how that kid eats so Nightcap. I gave Jody today 12 ounces of milk for the day. Plus he's eating solids now. He ate all the milk, bunches of solids, like a pouch of food and still wanted formula. So, and those tits. Yeah. Dang. He's yeah. a beast, dude. Totally. He's very chunky and it's cute. He's the chunk master supreme. It's adorbs. Totally. I forgot what we were talking about in the first place and we went off on Why a we started hanging out. Oh, yeah. Well, outside of play dates. Basically, one day I was listening to Joe Rogan podcast and it was because he's my favorite podcast, obviously. I love Joe Rogan. And, um, it was the him with Elon Musk and I don't even remember. I honestly don't remember the specifics if it, like Elon had a podcast or has been on another podcast, but they were talking about podcasts and all this. They were on a podcast. Yeah. About podcasts. It was, yeah. It's like inception. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so you had this wonderful idea. Yeah. And they do all this cool shit. And I was like, man, look at him just hanging out we could do, do cool yeah, shit we could do that we could totally do that and like we should hang out more mm-hmm. and without our kids yeah without our kids <laughs> is the main point so yeah i just text abby in one your day. second house I'm like, yeah <laughs> it's now our podcast house basically yeah it's what it is for now mel and abby's tequila room podcast yeah. house come down to the tequila room pick any door you want they all slide <laughs> <There's> open five <laughs> but yeah so i was like what did i say do you want to do something crazy Cause at first I was like, um, this might just be a really crazy idea and like make no sense. And she might not even dig it at all, but you're like, um, yes, what is it? Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Don't care what it is actually. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, let's do a podcast. And like, before even knowing what kind of podcast you're like, okay, done. Let's do a podcast. We totally know how to do that. I love podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Do you listen to podcasts? Yeah. I listen to mysterious universe. Oh, that's my favorite. They talk about all kinds of weird shit. Like, like aliens? Dude, aliens, Bigfoot, like dang, witches, psychics, 
It's kind of like that on the Joe Rogan podcast because Joe Rogan is, he is really into aliens, but at one point in his life, he was super into Bigfoot. He did this show where he like was a Bigfoot like follower and like interviewed people. Whoa. Yeah. So I get that through him. That's awesome. (laughs) They believe that Bigfoot just travels interdimensionally. Mm. So that's why you can never find him because he's just in another dimension and can just hop over and scare the shit out of people. It sounds legit. I mean, I, I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, so we were like, let's start this podcast. Um, and Abby's like, okay, I'm down. And here we are. And here we are. Those bad moms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we call each other those bad moms, not because we're actually shitty moms, although sometimes, sometimes you know, we have those bit. moments like everybody does. Very rare. I mean, never so actually. So rare. Yeah. <laughs> not me. But uh, anyway, we mean that we're all more or less badass. <laughs> like we feel, I mean, at the end of the day, every mom and I'm pretty sure everyone listening is going to be a mom and we all have hard times. Yeah. And you like, no matter how hard you try and you feel like you did great when they go to bed you're sitting there and you're like, God, I'm such a bad mom. Like I should have done this better. I should have been paying attention when she asked me to play with her stupid dolls. Dude. Like I should have just said yes. Or maybe I shouldn't have lost my shit that one time. Oh my God. She's like, mom, mom, Mm -hmm. mom mommy oh my god over and over and you're like how many seconds when i'm like hey i'm gonna go to the bathroom i'll be right back don't find me i'll be right back and you're like how many seconds do i have one two three and you hear the like little feet Mm -hmm. like here they come so yeah but most most of the time we feel like bad moms but we lose our shit but at the end of the day we're doing the best that we can yeah and And that's all i could ask for and we're all gonna fuck up our kids a little bit Yeah, I mean, it's good for him. It's healthy. Yeah. Can't be fucking perfect. And mainly we're here to remind you that, like, hey, it's okay and it's normal, but also you're not just a mom. You're not just that person who wipes poop off their butt and makes food and runs to every beckoning call and is just the maid of the house and does laundry all day. You know, you can do literally anything. Your life does not end when you have kids. Like, it doesn't stop at being a mom. You can start a podcast. You can be an herbalist. You can, you can do anything. Yeah. So we want to remind you that basically you're a badass mom, and no matter what, yeah, it doesn't end there. It doesn't end at mom, unless I mean, unless that's all you want. Yeah, that's cool too. Which is fucking dope because before this podcast, that's that is all I was doing. You know, towards the end of my pregnancy and my baby's nine months. So for the past almost year, I've been just straight momming. Like haven't taken on clients for anything and honestly as much as I love my job sometimes I'm just like holy shit if I could just not do anything yeah forever yeah that would be nice it would be so nice (laughs) but then it would get boring and then Mm -hmm. we would be like well let's do something crazy and I totally love my job I get to bring my kids to my job whenever I feel like your job is pretty dope and you have basically the perfect setup it's like a dream I totally do and it's so you Mm -hmm. yeah so where where are you right now job wise not in life (laughs) or (laughs) I'm 27 uh no I work at an acupuncture clinic in Buda and I run the herbal pharmacy there so I make all the tinctures um we have eight formulas they're called the Zoe Moderns and they're for like eight normal or the most common ailments that anybody could experience so we've got like from allergies to women's health to longevity to energy sleep you name it um so I make all of those and we just launched our national campaign and Got our website set up, and 
sorry that was like super distracting sorry was, like, i had to I cough no and i thought like okay maybe if i get up and cough over here <laughs> it will be less distracting but maybe i just, just ruined it let it I roll was in the <laughs> so it's a it's a place in beauty what's it called Zoe Acupuncture and Herbal Medicine. Okay, cool. Yeah, and so we see all kinds of patients there. I mean, literally for anything. Noah specializes in autoimmune disease and women's health. So who's Noah? The owner. Noah Lynn Sutherland. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So it's a woman-owned, woman-run. Women, yeah. Yeah. That's so three out of the four of us are moms. Noah is trying to have kids, so she'll be a mom soon, I'm sure. But nice. Yeah, it's awesome. She's and basically I love it. y'all's mom. She's momming you guys all day. I can handle my own shit. I wipe my own ass. <laughs> but do you though? <laughs> Remember this one time that you were sleeping and you sharded and I had to wipe your butt? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Was that you? That was me. You're welcome. That's where we are. We have an edit. What? Edit. <laughs> Did that really happen? And I was like drunk and passed out or? Yeah, it was like a moment we had. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Good talk. Yeah. So, okay. So you work at Zoe. It's mm-hmm. in Buda and you're the herbalist. Yeah. And so and you it's make fantastic. the tinctures. How long have y'all yeah. been making tinctures? So when I started working there in November of 2016, she had already had an herbal pharmacy going and it was like super janky. She had like these, you know, the regular 20 ounce mason jars that would screw into the ceiling and now we've like graduated and they're all like in these gorgeous 16 ounce amber bottles, like all of them. And um, now we have over a hundred tinctured herbs. I think she used to have like maybe 60 or 70. So oh, wow. now we have like tons and all the formulas that we make regularly. So we really expanded. So how did the, how did y'all start making, cause it started like acupuncture and wh- like how'd y'all start making so, tinctures? Yeah. Well, okay, so the way Noah and I met was through Courtney, which was a girl who we all worked at Lucy's with, like Catherine, Courtney, myself, Noah, Young, were like this really good group of friends that worked at Lucy's, and I've never met another group of friends at a restaurant that I've stayed friends with for so long. So I met Noah there, and she was in acupuncture school at the time, and then lost connection with her because she was on a totally different page than all of us were at the time. So then later down the line, after I had Cohen, Courtney moved in with us um, and her and Noah reconnected. And so Noah came over one day and I was just like sitting in my living room with Cohen. And I had done a lot of research about vaccinations at the time and was still like on the fence of whether or not I wanted to do them or not. And so being that she was in the herbal medicine field, I just asked her some questions and she didn't really ever give me a definitive answer because she's just like, look, if you've already done all this research and you know what's best, then truly you know what's best. So yeah. just go with your gut. And it's so, the best advice. Yeah, it truly is. I mean, really, I couldn't have asked for any better advice because if she told me one way or another, I still would have second guessed it. Right, right. So after talking to her and she, you know, I guess realized that I was knowledgeable and was willing to do research. And also I had one of these, one of the herbal books that she started out with. It's called the Herbal Medicine Maker's Handbook. And I had just started getting into herbs myself. And she was like, well, holy shit, I have an acupuncture clinic in Buda and I want you to come run the pharmacy. Damn, girl. So just like, it was serendipitous. Yeah. It was meant to be. Right place, right time. Mm -hmm. Right time, whatever, however you say it. You said it it right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that thing. And, but also like, I mean, she probably saw it in you, you know, like it was, it's you, it's your calling. And she saw it and she brought it out of you and look at you now. Like that's super dope. I love it. Yeah, I can tell that you love it. Like, most people are like, man, I got to go to work. But you're like, nope, at the clinic, got to go yeah. to the clinic, you know. 
you own it. Dude, and you're good you should at it. see my new grinder. Oh, it's fucking giant. It's like just a giant herb dude, grinder. It's continued. Okay. So this is where we started with one of those like little, uh, KitchenAid, like fucking coffee grinders. Mm-hmm. So some of Which our herbs. Well. No, no. Okay. Oh, well, I don't know shit so about like, herbs. So like Shudi Huang, it's Romania root. It's like discs of super thick, super oh, hard, like okay. rock fucking herb. I can't, I could never grind it up. Right. It was so frustrating. I'd sit there. I would like, I broke like three grinders because I was trying to grind shit that it just couldn't handle. And so after that, <laughs> what, two, almost three years later, we finally got a legit grinder and I'm so stoked. Nice. Just makes your job easier. <laughs> so much easier. And it, like there, it's powder. It powders our herbs. So like I can percolate things, which is my favorite way to make herbs. It's like so cool and scientific. So I know that Noah has a background in TCM and everything like that. Or yeah. Like the whole crew does. Um, but I know that the herbs kind of like started in your kitchen, which is super cool. I want to hear about that. Like the potion making, not the herbs, like not like you grow herbs, but like basically started mixing, matching, playing. So yeah, I was in school at the time just for like general ed. Uh, I just wanted to get school out of the way. Um, You have to have 60 hours to be able to transfer to acupuncture school, which at the time I didn't realize that I was doing. I was just, I needed to be in school. I needed to do something. And um, so I had Cohen at the time and I was always tired. And so I started looking up herbs that were, would help with energy and that kind of thing. So I found all these adaptogens like Siberian ginseng, um, ashwagandha, astragalus, um, holy basil. And I just like started making mixes and concocting. And then I found a mix that I actually really liked. And so I took it to Noah and I was like, you need to try this. So at the time she had just married Travis, which is the owner of Utopia Fest. And it's badass, so if you've never heard of it, you should totally look no, it I, up. No, honestly, I think I went to the first Utopia Fest ever. No way. I think I in did. In Utopia? No. Was it in Utopia? Yeah. Okay, well then, no. I have definitely not <laughs> been. <laughs> I've always thought it was this one music festival that I've been to, and I've always thought that, but okay. It's always been in Utopia. So now it's not in Utopia. Now it's at Reveille Ranch in Burnett, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, in Utopia, it's fucking gorgeous. Like it's on his parents' land and they have just like oh. these giant hills and it's just like so serene and just, Perfect. it's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, you can't get that experience anymore, but, um, anyway, so she wanted to make all these formulas for Utopia Fest. And so she just totally like jumped into it and was like made all these badass formulas. And that's where Zoe Medicinals really started was then. And I feel like that wasn't that long ago. It wasn't. Was, it was not even a year? Was Cohen? It a year? No, it's definitely been a year. Okay. Um, it was shit. Time kind of sa- stands still when you're a mom. Yeah. Cohen yeah. was like one and a half or something. Oh, so wow. it was okay. like September of 2017. I don't know. I, yeah. I have no idea, but About it's a year been and longer and than ago. a year. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So it's been some time. That's cool. Yeah. And the amount of growth that we've experienced during that time is fucking unreal too. I mean, she started in a one room clinic down the street, then moved to a two room clinic at the same complex that we're in now. And now we're in a five room clinic. Yeah. And I'm sure your space to work is. Oh my God. Yeah. I was doing it in like a fucking kitchenette area, Mm -hmm. which was insane because you can't make herbs when patients are there because it's not like GMP, um, and up I, to GMP standards. I hear you can bring your kids to work, which is totally. the dopest part. Yeah. That's like every mom's kind of kind of dream job. You know, it's yeah. like, well, I want to be away from my kids. But yeah, honestly, also, like you got to take them with you most of the time. Well, yeah. I mean, when Gentry was young, it definitely helped to be able to bring him. But it's also a super huge pain in the ass because I can't get anything done. So most of the time I just try to make sure I can 
find somebody that can watch him, which is Jody. And Jody's baller, and I love you. Yeah, shout out to Jody. You are a baller. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so and but that's not all you do. You're an herbalist at the pharmacy, and what else do you do? I am a photographer, and I still clean Airbnbs, but I'm just phasing that out because I can't clean shit off of toilets anymore. Yeah, well, at least not that's yours or your kids. Like, yeah, no. You probably do that enough with like potty training. Dude, and, seriously. Yeah. And it's just cleaning Airbnbs really gives me a bad taste in my mouth for anybody else. Any- <laughs> <laughs> just life. Yeah. Does it like affect you with Airbnbs, like renting Airbnbs or like, do you ever like walk in and judge the place or? Well, yeah, totally. Yeah. Even like if somebody cleans the Airbnbs that I clean and then I like go in there afterwards and like these girls, like they wouldn't vacuum the fucking rug. And I'm like, you can't not vacuum the rug regardless. Like house cleaning 101. Yeah. I don't know. It was just dumb shit. And it's just annoying. Yeah. And I don't have time for that anymore. Yeah. Well, at the time (laughs) when you did it, it was good cash and it's easy. I know it's really close to your house. Yeah. Right uh, across the street. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I have the fucking perfect setup. Yeah. I'm just so over it, yeah. but I just don't even want it. And I'm totally unappreciative. Well, everybody hits their breaking point and yeah. you, you know, you're always growing and evolving and moving on. So sure. Airbnbs you out. You are the weakest link. Peace. Get the fuck out of here. For real. And okay. So you do photography. What kind of photography do you do? I mostly do family stuff. I started doing photography. Well, I got the idea to do photography when I was working for a newborn photographer and then went to photography school to shoot action photography because I was hanging out with a bunch of shithead BMXers at the time. and Which is totally your scene. Totally. <laughs> it was so fun. I loved it. I even, whenever I was with Chad, I rode BMX for a little while and that was fun. I mean, anytime I, I think I would be driving my car and I'd be like, well, there goes Abby on her bike with her dog <laughs> in her backpack and whiskey <laughs> also in her backpack. <laughs> yeah. It was a big backpack. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So... Since then, you can't really make a lot of money doing BMX photography, even though it's fun. So then I just started shooting families and weddings and and just kind of evolved from there. I don't really shoot that much photography anymore because I focus mostly on Zoe Medicinals. But the people that I do shoot for are consistent clients, and they're awesome. What is your favorite kind of photography to shoot? Um, well, anything with the sun. Like, as long as the sun is shining, that's always fun. But BMX is also great. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you liked Plus that Plus my a kids lot. are cute. I know. They are really cute and blonde and beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm just like, yes, they yeah. are. Duh. Well, everybody, Sorry. you know. Yeah, your kids are adorable, too. I know. <laughs> They're beautiful. <laughs> They're perfect. They came from my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like straight hustling. Okay, so acupuncture, herbalist, mm-hmm. most of the time, which is what it seems like that's what you're le- phasing out everything else to make that your main main squeeze. I need to focus on that because really, I mean, we could grow the company huge in the next couple of years. And if I'm doing too many other things and I won't have time to focus on what my career is. Yeah. And it is a career and it's not, it's like your passion. Yeah, totally. You can tell that, you know, it sparks that in you. Yeah. It's fun. So let's talk about you. Let's do it. So you had a placenta encapsulation business. I did. Well, I still kind of, well, you still do. I do. I do. I haven't taken a client on since basically, I guess, seven months pregnant besides you, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is really hard for me, but I enjoyed doing it and I'm happy to do Dude, it. Dude, I'm you. so thankful that you did it too. I'm glad I, I needed it. Yes. And you did need it. And that's, it still hurts me like to turn moms away, like 
today, you know, like this week I had two inquiries and I'm just like, man, you know, I hope that just because I'm not taking clients right now, they don't stop, you know, they find somebody else to provide that for them. Cause some I'm pe- sure they will. Some people, you know, you're like, well, it's kind of weird. I don't know. I'm reaching out to one person finally did it. And you're like, Oh, they're not available. And I just, it's still kind of like a weird thing. It's becoming more normal, but for some people it is. And I just, I think it's, every mom should be able to experience their placenta. It's totally, it's totally something you deserve and it's, you're right. It's something you want (laughs) and something you need. And it's just the most beautiful thing ever. So I, and it's the best thing ever. It is. I love, love, love it so much, but just ideally it's not realistic for me in my life right now. I've got two kids and I'm home all day with them going crazy. And when would you find the time? I know. And I could probably make it work, but I would be so stressed out and so tired. Like by the end of the day, when I put my kids to bed, I'm just like, oh my God, let me lay face down in my bed and just not think and be a zombie. And Mm -hmm. the whole process takes about two to three days and there's pickup and then there's drop off and drop off is anywhere from 20 to an hour away. Right. Yeah. And I, and I always, I never really like just drop it off and bail only when I was pregnant because I'm like I literally cannot do this I'm sweating and my brain doesn't work very well so <laughs> you get what you get Been and there but I make sure I tell them before I'm like hey this is where I'm at if you're cool with this then I'll do it for you yeah but yeah drop-off is my favorite part I get to like visit with the moms and hear their birth stories and I just love like the birth field there's just so much magic in it and you totally I mean I've been to your birth both Kind of the second one. I I was a little late, like 10 minutes or 15 minutes, but um, I was at your first birth and I was a part of your second birth and yeah. there's just so much magic to it. And I hope one day that um, I can be a midwife and provide that for people and just be a part of that magic. Dude, that would be such an awesome thing to offer being a midwife. Like I can also encapsulate your placenta. Yeah. And it would just placenta. It's totally my jam. I love it. I love holistic anything and natural home births you know I had two home births and that's that's for me that's my jam so I like being a part of it and I like talking to people about it you were the reason that I chose to do a home birth yeah oh yeah because you came to my second one Mm -hmm. and it was just fucking magical everything about it was so amazing and I just I never look back yeah it's a different vibe for sure I mean birth is much better vibe birth is beautiful in its own way like no matter where you do it it's just like fucking crazy that our bodies can absolutely make a baby grow a baby feed a baby like holy moly mm-hmm. um so if you can do that you're a badass dude and especially going from having a hospital birth from my first birth and like had I not had you there for that I would have been so fucked like you I would have gotten the epidural yeah. I totally would have just caved and just been like give it to me because of I course. didn't have my anyone, space anyone would have you know yeah. I if I was in a hospital I would have caved it's yeah the most vulnerable moment of your entire life and especially first time mom you don't know what the fuck to expect am I in labor am I not in labor they're like well this you're doing this you're like is that normal what does that mean like and you're like you're only at seven centimeters dude you're like what I have three more to go but really you're doing a great job and you're progressing so fast but you know hospitals sometimes I mean there are really great doctors and there are really great nurses and I've heard great birth stories and that's your jam that's your jam that's awesome you should birth how you want to birth but um for us yeah we just like this way yeah it works so yeah I basically heard of it my midwife Mary Michael Potter 
is the bomb. Totally. She's your midwife as well for the second yeah. time. New life birth services. She, she made it happen for me because I switched over at six months and like her price was obviously set, but she bartered with me and made it happen. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for her. Mary Michael Potter. Yeah. Cause New pe- life birth services. People like that. They just, they know that you deserve the birth that you want Dude. and they're not like, um, sorry, like I'm in it for the cash. I like, know. yes, that's a part of it. And she's got to have her livelihood and survive and get money for sure. But when you're a midwife, you're in it for the moms, you're in it for the experience. And you know that that experience is going to stay with you for the rest of your life. I literally, I say this to everybody. I don't want another kid right now or like anytime in the future, but I would totally go through that birth experience again. I know. (laughs) Like I would totally, I don't even care. I'd go through all those contractions. I'd stick it out like a champ. Terrible sometimes, most of the time. And then it's hard and you're like, I'm going to literally fucking die. Dude, But I loved it. But then after you're like, Oh my yeah, God. You but being to, at home. Yes. You get Holy to stay shit. in your bed. There's not a million people checking on you. It's bright. You have your music. Mm-hmm. And man, after that baby comes out, my husband went and put on the Avit brothers, like my favorite song. So we got to jam to our favorite music and my mom was there and you were there mm-hmm. and, uh, and then they cook you a meal and it's just so, it just feels so you right. Bring me Pete Terry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, when I had my first, first kid um it was I heard of it about like two months you know the midwife's like so time to talk about the placenta and you're like what the fuck is that and they say encapsulation you're like um okay like no I don't want to talk about that that is weird (laughs) and then I went home and did research and I was like okay wow like it's not that weird and it totally makes sense and people just Americans make it weird yeah so they totally do yeah so I knew that it was something that I was considering, but I wasn't like, and I knew that I was interested in it, but also providing it for people. So I decided to, I did a lot of research and I got in support groups, asked people questions. I did everything that I could do. And then I had my baby. So it was like two months and I had my baby and then I decided to freeze it for four months until I was ready because I knew that I wanted it encapsulated at that point. But I also knew that I wanted to do it myself, but I wasn't ready. Yeah. Sometimes I, it just takes time. Yeah. I knew that I had one chance. It was going to be mine. And is this, you know, I could have gotten there and be like, oh my God, this is gross and squeamish, but I wasn't. And I did. So I guess four months postpartum, I was ready. And really like I did all the work and I felt like I was prepared to tell my husband what to do <laughs> and do it because I was so scared. So, um, Why, yeah. what, like, what were you scared of? I don't know. I just didn't want to mess it up. And like, it was so much pressure mm-hmm. and I just like needed him there. I'm like, okay, you do it. And I'm going to tell you step by step, everything, what to do. Like I knew what to do, but I was just scared. It was like my one shot yeah. like, straight Eminem <laughs> style. <laughs> so actually my husband encapsulated our placenta and was super dope about it. And he tried some raw cause he's hardcore like that. Um, what it tastes like. Yeah, my husband's our sound guy right now. What it tastes like? Chicken. Chicken. Mm. Tastes like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Organic, non-GMO chicken. <laughs> Pasture raised. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we did it. And then I experienced my placenta. And even though it was four months postpartum, all my hormones were kind of like, I mean, they're not Dude, level. I'm breastfeeding. Are fucked up for yeah, the first year. For sure. I'm breastfeeding and it's whack and it's crazy, but more than, more so than it would have been right after birth. Yeah. And still at four months postpartum, it was like night and day. It was like yeah. I had energy and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we all know that new mom fog and you're just in of it. You're in and out and 
you, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. So I would wake up just like stoked on life, like ready <laughs> to parent. I'd be like, let's do this, baby. And they're like, four months can't do anything. Yeah, I know. Like, this is the best. So I had so much energy. I was so happy. And I was just so pumped that then I started reaching out to people in my home birth class. And I was like, what did you do with your placenta? Like, I'll help you. And obviously it's like four months past. They're like, well, I didn't know what to do with it. So I just donated it. And like, nobody really knew where it went or what happened or what to do. And I was like, okay, fuck that. There's a problem. Like, why, why don't we know? Because yes, it gets mentioned and people think it's weird and you stop, but like there should be, everybody should be talking about it. Everybody should be telling every mom that, dude, you got to do this. So how involved were you with the legalization of being able to take your placenta home from the hospital? So when I had my first kid, um, my daughter, it was illegal to take your placenta home from hospitals and birthing centers, which is absolutely crazy. That's bullshit. So crazy. Makes zero sense, but you know. Zero. Whatever. So they um, had a bill and I forget, it's like HB 1670 maybe. I can't remember. It's been a couple years, like three or four years. Um, but we had one bill and it was to make it legal to take it home from hospitals and birthing centers. Home birth, obviously you can do whatever you want. There's no rules. <laughs> yeah. That's also why I like home birth. Yes, totally. I hate rules for everybody listening. Same. Not a rule follower. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, me and my daughter, I took her down to the Capitol a couple times and, you know, signed it, was a part of it, met up with midwives. And there was a huge support system. Like, midwives, doulas, encapsulators came all over from, like, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio. Damn. Everybody drove down for this one bill. That's awesome. People spoke on the bill. Like, people fought hard. And the hard thing is with that stuff, they don't know when it's going to... They're like, well, here's the day, but you have no idea the time. So you mm -hmm. have to hang out at the Capitol all day long to get your voice heard, to make an impact, to do that stuff. So I'm just thankful that we had one bill to focus on because there were a lot of breastfeeding bills and there was like 10 breastfeeding bills, but you can't about really, what, you know, like in public, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Cause there were so many that you can't really focus. Is that illegal? I don't, surely it wasn't illegal no, here. No, no, no. There was all different kinds of weird breastfeeding bills happening. Some got squashed and I'm sure some passed. I wasn't that involved because for me, like, placentas was like my main jam yeah yeah. I was like sure. whatever I'm gonna yeah. whip my tit out anywhere and feed my yeah, baby know, like right? <laughs> you can say whatever the fuck you want to me doesn't yeah. matter so that was my main priority and yeah it passed and all the hard work paid off of I mean I did such a small part but it was really all of these people coming together there was a group and we were like texting yeah, and updating um and then usually it goes into effect like at the end of the year or something like that. And then our governor decided to sign it. You know, so he just lets him sit there or he signs it and it goes into effect immediately. And it was something that was voted on unanimously. And then he signed, which obviously means that we're all like, hello, yeah. why? You have to be an you, idiot. You can't take home an organ that you made yourself with you and your baby right. that you have no I rights made it to. inside my body. It's not yours. Fed my child. Yeah. It's definitely 100% it's ours. It's yeah. genetically identical to my baby. So come fuck with me. <laughs> but so go fuck yeah. yourself. But back then there was all these weird loopholes. You had to go through the placenta picker upper. Shout out to you, girl. Um, <laughs> placenta she picker was a bomb. upper. She really made it like she had a niche business for a short time and it really made it work for moms because what they said is you have to go get a court order. Court order is $500 at least. Mm -hmm. You have to go through all, you know, we all know how 
systems work like that. State system, fuck that. But <sighs> so the loophole was she was a funeral director and they can pick up dead bodies and body parts all the time. There's a death certificate. Well, so they would write a death certificate for the placenta. Mm -hmm. And so she would write it, she would pick it up and then she would bring it to me. So the moms would have to pay her to do that and then pay me, which like is much better than a court order and a $500 payment, but it was still a little bit of pain in the butt, but she was very passionate about it. We all were very passionate about it. Um, so that was a loophole. Oh, so you didn't have to pay the court. So through her, that was the loophole. First, oh, the only way okay. you had to do it was go to the court and right. pay the fine and do whatever. But that was the loophole. If you, if she came down and funeral de- director came down, wrote a b- death certificate for your placenta. <laughs> That's <laughs> insane. Like, I feel so stupid saying that. Yeah. <laughs> then it's hers and she can take it anywhere she wants. So I thought they immediately like soaked him in formaldehyde. I mean, that's usually like standard procedure. Mm-hmm. Um, so how would she have like just get there immediately? Yeah. Or like okay. you text, you say, Hey, I'm in labor. She knows you're in labor. She, and she already knows when you're going to be due like mm-hmm. around the time. Yeah. Yeah. She comes down as soon as that happens. You have it. The mom has an ice chest ready. You put the placenta in the ice chest and she picks up the ice chest and then she brings it to me and then it comes to my house. And some people do it at the client's house and some people do it at your house. It just kind of varies on where you stand with that. But um, yeah, so that was a weird little loophole and it was really great. But now that it's legal, you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. Moms can just bring in an ice chest and have it. And yeah. still like some hospitals kind of like it's so new ish that every hospital has a different procedure and every single doctor and nurse you talk to and um, pathologist will have a different, different procedure of doing it. Like some, yeah. some I've heard hospitals tell me like, well, you can't she can't give it to you on our premises. And I'm like, so you're going to just make this real shady and I'm going to have to meet her in the parking lot and we're going <laughs> to just do this deal. Like you're what making it fuck? weird. I've had them tell moms that like, so you, I guess I don't really know how hospital births go 100%, but you have a birth in this room and then you move over to the yeah. like, recovery room. That's how it was. I've had them me. tell moms that they cannot take their placenta to the next room because they can't have placentas just wandering around the hospital. And it's oh, like, like it's going to get out of yeah, its yeah. fucking ice chest and, it's and like, just take a walk. If I care enough to keep my placenta, this placenta is going to be in my hands right next to me the entire time. Fuck like yeah. nobody's touching this. Nobody's taking this out of the room. And that was a big thing. Do not let them take it out of the room because once it gets to the pathologist, it gets lost in communication. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, one of our best friends that happened, you know, like it, they just put formaldehyde all over it. And I'm like, well, at least like, okay, she can't ingest it. Like, let's do something beautiful. Let's make a print. Let's do something. And they're like, oh, sorry, put formaldehyde all over it. I'm like, cool, why? They're like, oh, well, the nurses didn't tell me. It just gets lost in transit and translation. And like, why would you do that anyway? It's full of so many like stem cells. Well, you know, just for, <laughs> you know, there's a, they say, allegedly, there's like a whole black market for the placentas because, I mean, if you look up placenta stuff on Instagram. Anything. So who gives a fuck? It's stem cells. Like they're so beneficial. So well, who they sell them. Being... Hospitals sell it for oh. stem cells and it's a money making thing. So that's the thing is, you know, I cool, can't speak cool, for cool, certain cool. because I'm not in the hospital doing that, but that's, mm-hmm. you're not a shady motherfucker. Right. I'm just saying that's what everybody, it, it, it's a money game. It's all money game. And it's the stem cells, like you said, are so beneficial and they know it. And, and people use stem shell shots like that. Yeah. Knee, yeah. Yeah. In the knee, you got a bad knee, whatever. And it just helps re Dude, con- crazy re- autoimmune yeah. diseases can be reversed. Yes. Well, I don't know, at least stopped in 
I mean, significantly made better. Yeah, obviously placentas are amazing. Hospitals want them, mm-hmm. you know, but fuck you. It's mine. I'm going to take it. And I always said, I'm like, if I had a hospital birth and somebody tell me like, I'm that crazy lady where I'm stealing it. <laughs> I'm getting that shit out of there and it's mine. Come Dude, at me. Yeah. What are you going to do? Call the cops because they took my placenta? What are they going <laughs> to no, do? Real. What are they? Yeah. Nothing. But yeah, so I did that. I started offering that to moms in 2000. 15. How did you start marketing yourself? Like, did you just start with your birth group and went from there? I was a part of a lot of encapsulation groups. I went to tons of, uh, yeah. Birth groups in Austin. I just networked. I showed up every single day. You're such a good networker. Dude, you, you have to, you have to show up. That's the main thing. Show the fuck up. I would show up with my kid, not mainly with my kid 90% of the time. Yeah. When you had one kid. Yeah. When I had one kid, (laughs) it was, she was young. It was easy. My cute little baby. She felt good. (laughs) but yeah and you meet doulas and you all work together because we're all on the same team I mean there's a couple women who like feel threatened when there's a new encapsulator doula but there's it the market is so saturated there's women and moms everywhere there's enough for everybody you don't for sure you don't have to be catty like we are all on the same team we want to help moms and it's not like you're trying to steal business from somebody like maybe you couldn't take this client and now I have availability and that's exactly how it is when I have clients and I'm not available for that time I um, always sent them to Amy. Um, I can't remember. Uh, I think it's P- placenta piece something. It's been a while since I talked to her, but she was really great. And she sent some my way too. It's just how it should be. Like, I just appreciated that about her. It was never like a competition. Yeah. You're on the same team. Yeah. And now, um, when people reach out to me, like still do, and it just hurts my heart to be like, I'm sorry. I just, I can't right now in my life, but I send them to Jess with Honey Bardula, who's Jody's friend. Yeah. Um, I send her a lot of clients and as long as they can, Dude. as long as they can do that, man, that's all that matters. Yeah. That's really all that matters. That's awesome. So 2015 to I guess 2018 and maybe one day I'll start taking clients again because it really is like I'm sure one of my big, biggest passions. Your youngest gets older. Yeah. And then I'll just pop out more babies. <laughs> then you'll just be pregnant again fucked. immediately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can't even imagine what I would do with another kid right now. I would lose my mind. I know. I was just talking to my husband about that. And he's like, yeah, we'd, we'd be losing our minds for a little while. And then it'd be cool. And I'm like, okay, you're so right. And it'd be just years of more years of being pregnant, more years of lactating, more years of just like the sleepless nights, which, you know, it all does Dude. end and we are going to miss it one day, but it's hard to see totally. that when we're still in it. Like, I know I'm going to miss the baby phase, but like, dude, he hasn't slept through the night since that one night that he slept Aww. through the fucking night. It's been, well, fingers crossed. I'm fine. I know. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> He's lucky. He's so damn cute. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, they make babies like that for a reason because totally. we wouldn't do this shit if they weren't fucking yeah. cute. The but good yeah, thing we, we love forget them. all about the pain I know. and everything and I know. all the like aches of pregnancy because then we're just like, oh, I just want to have another baby. I know. And I miss that. I miss go the, the contractions again. I just was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, babies. Uh, gotta love them. Gotta love them. Gotta have them. Yeah. So that was my main jam. And then you started this awesome mosquito spray business. Yes. The Crunchy Hive was my other oh. side gig. That's my dog barking at me to get in because he misses me. He loves me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to stare at him. But um, yeah, so I also started the Crunchy Hive, which was after that. Um, my oldest daughter was like one. You were doing half. both of them at the same time, though. Yes. Yes, okay. I was. I was doing I started placenta 
chi first. Dude, that's a lot too. It was a lot. But clients, the thing with birth, which we all know, is like babies, babies come in waves. Mm-hmm. It's like there's not always a baby every single day, every single weekend. There are months where it's like, okay, well, I didn't have that many clients from like February to like June but like July through December hit, holy shit. It was like baby popping months and you know, yeah, that's, I don't know what you guys are doing nine months before that, but (laughs) it happens during that time. So that's another reason why I really liked it is I could do it. I kind of knew when they were going to have a baby and I knew what to expect. It wasn't like, Oh my God, I have to go in today. Like I have a client coming up. I'm not going to schedule anything for two weeks and we're in communication. So it was a really nice job to have and have children. Yeah. Um, but I think for Christmas one year, maybe 2016, um, I got my mother-in-law gifted me like an essential oil set. And That's so badass. It was the dopest present Such ever. Such a good gift. I still remember like me and my husband fighting. He's like, I got, I opened it and I was like, what? And I started reading everything and opening everything. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm just enjoying my present. He's like, well, you can't do that. You can't just stop and enjoy your present. You have to keep and you have to like open the rest. Apparently there's a system, (laughs) but you know, and then you watch the other people do theirs and you take turns and then you go next. But I was so into this that I completely zoned out and just, does she use essential oils? No, she just knew that I was into natural stuff. I'm like still, yeah, I'm into homeopathic natural stuff from not knowing anything about oils and going to Joterra. Yeah. (laughs) I think some, Fucking lady legit. that she did Pilates with or something like told her about it. And she's like, Oh, my daughter-in-law would love this. And she was, she's really good at That's gifts awesome. and she's really she's good the at best. Re- I know she's the bomb. Shout out to you, lovey. Um, but everybody loves lovey. I know everybody wants a lovey. <laughs> and we're so everybody jealous. Kind of everybody has a little bit of the lovey. <laughs> I know. I know. She's so good. She says hi to my kids every time she's over here. She knows them. And I'm mm-hmm. like, she, it's just that the best. she's the best. Um, but yeah, so she gifted me that. I totally checked out from Christmas and got super <laughs> like into I don't it. Need anymore. I'm I was good. like, wait, what? Where are we at? What? No, I'm just going to open this. I have oregano oil. And I was, I'm already like more on the natural side. Like my mom always raised us on essential oils. And yeah, that's she, awesome she too. She didn't give us medicine. It was I'd, like before essential oils exist. My mom Dude. had a home, had home births. And before her, it was cool. Before yeah, totally. And her mom, my grandma, um, they owned a health a health store in Dallas. So like a health food or health I don't remember what it was called. But so it's it's deep in my family. And so after having my daughter, I'm like, okay, well there is crap in everything. Like I can't put this sunscreen on you. I can't put this Dude, bullshit baby soap on you. Like Johnson and Johnson. Oh, what are shit, you doing? And and they give you all these products to use and you're like Okay, well, I would never put that on my skin or my newborn. I know. All the synthetic skin. fragrance yeah, and phthalates fragrance. and parabens and all this other bullshit. So I just started, I'm like, okay, well, there's nothing good out there. I just basically have to make it all myself. Mm-hmm. So I just started making everything for my daughter and me. And mos- mosquitoes love me. I'm like a magnet. Same. It's miserable. Mm-hmm. Can't go anywhere. Dude, at a certain time, it's like the witching hour. No, and no. You just don't go outside. Twilight? Oh, no, my no, God. No. You better stay inside. Dude. And next door, they're building that house. Oh my God, I saw that. It's a mosquito swamp. So totally. My, my life's about to just be fucked. But good thing I have mosquito spray. <laughs> <laughs> so I made a whole bunch of products and I did like. Yeah, because you were doing like chapstick. And yeah, I did chapstick for like Christmas presents and I did like toothpaste. I'm like, well, that didn't work. You have to have it like refrigerated. So I did tooth powder and I did. God, I did everything. I was like, and my husband's like, well, you have to really concentrate on one thing. I'm like, but I, I just want to 
do all of the things and then one thing is just really going to stick. Yeah. Like one thing is going to be good out of all of this stuff. Like I'm doing exactly kind of what you did with the, the herbs, just researching trial and error, mm-hmm. mixing and matching, doing potions. And the mosquito spray was like the only one that was just, I kind of nailed it. It was like the perfect recipe. It was. And it was a perfect amount of potency too. Mm-hmm like effective enough to work. Like I could see the mosquitoes bounce off of my skin, which is amazing. And the best part is, is it smells really good. Yeah, dude. So yeah, I've had people tell me they wear it as perfume and I also have wore it as perfume because the trick was I used a certain brand of citronella because citronella can kind of be like bittery and like, like has this weird stink to it that I found. It's harsh sometimes. It is. And I've used other citronellas in my exact blend and it, it's not as good. It doesn't smell yeah. as good. And it doesn't work as good. But it was this one citronella that I found mixed with everything else, and it was bomb. Yeah. So once that started working, and I basically solved my own problem, which was the best part, um, then we were like, okay. Our friends started buying it, and then I started showing up to networking, showing mm-hmm. up to all the things. And then, like, my husband was a big part in both of these businesses, both Placenta G and the Crunchy Hive. Like, he stayed up late, and we did it together, which is always been a big goal of mine, like something that I can do with him in this too. Like he's our sound guy right now, which is so dope. Um, but yeah, we made the labels at home. We shipped them from our home. We packaged them. I had, I was in a couple stores, which was really fun to do because I had no idea how to pitch it to stores. Are you still there? I'm not. Um, I, I should, I could be, and I should be, but I'm just, I don't have the energy. Dude, I feel you. You got to just <laughs> pick, you gotta pick right and now. choose. And I still have like a big, it's a season. It's totally a season. And in motherhood, it's all about the seasons. Yeah. Um, it'll be over before we know it. Right. And then we'll be like, who are we again? We have to well, do then we're like, Oh yeah, we already did all these things. So we'll just pick them back up. Yeah. Or yeah. we'll just start another podcast. But the good thing about doing random things like s- making mosquito spray, which yeah. sounds so like weird and lame. Like I learned so much from it. Like, I would just walk into stores and like pitch them on it. And then luckily I had this really great store manager at river city market who Mm -hmm. really like took me under her wing and she taught me how to make invoices and the MSRPs and just how to do things in the process. Right. So you just meet one person who likes you likes your product and helps you. So then I knew how to go to other businesses and pitch it. And what really helped is we, Uchi and Uchiko. Oh my God. Yeah. I remember that. Used our mosquito spray, which was like super awesome. Super awesome because everybody knows them and um, is actually my midwife friend who worked there got me in. That's why. Your midwife friend? Mm-hmm. She was she was training to be a midwife and in school to be oh. a midwife, but she also worked at I can't remember which one Uchi or Uchiko. Oh my god, that's and badass! She's like, I fucking love it. Bring it up here, and yeah. so they just started using my mosquito spray, and everybody knew who they were. So it was like, oh my god! So that yeah. was a big no. That was awesome. Yeah. I learned a lot from those businesses and I feel like that's really the goal. Like I knew deep in my heart, like, okay, I'm probably not going to just be like the mosquito lady forever. Yeah. <laughs> like I could totally Melissa be the mosquito lady. Yeah. I could totally be the placenta lady forever. Cause I love that shit, but yeah. it's all, it's all just fun. Well, and the thing about yours though, is that a lot of natural mosquito sprays burn like that cutter natural one. Like if you're sweaty, it burns like the other eucalyptus ones burn yours didn't. And yeah. it was actually still super effective, which is really rare. Because yeah. either they're not effective and they don't burn, or they make you feel like you're on fire. Yeah, and but I've the had mosquitoes don't like, touch you. you. Take this to Shark Tank and do all the because it works. I'm like, <laughs> because fuck Shark like, Tank. Are man, you kidding me? I don't want to like those guys just, are assholes. Yeah. And first of all, you don't want anybody telling you that your product isn't worth it because obviously it's still worth it. Yeah. 
I just like, you're not desperate. I wish that I had it in me. I just wish it was out there for everybody. I wish everybody could use it and have it because they need it, but I just can't do that. I can't provide it for people. It's not me. Maybe one day later you can, if not, who cares? Yeah. But it was great. Thanks, while girl. it lasted. Yeah. And actually when you posted in the bomb group, that was like so funny to me that the first <laughs> we posted in there to say that we were starting a podcast and if like anybody wanted to be interviewed on it, you know, yeah, it's contact like, it's us. Like moms in Austin. Cause that's where we are. We're in Austin, yeah. Texas. And, um, they're all business like entrepreneurs and they're all moms. So I'm like, Hey, we're doing this podcast. Like anyone who's super cool doing a side hustle, whatever, like let's talk in the first one. It's like still making that mosquito spray. <laughs> girl I, I feel you. you and then I I just feel it. I'm like I know how it is you're getting eaten alive and I know I want to help you especially but I just can't help you right now yeah, it's about to get gnarly it is it's it's coming we're in that sweet spot right now where it's still really nice and we have good weather because but after you, all this rain we're gonna be so fucked so fucked I mean <sighs> my yard is swampy it's coming yeah I, we get sprayed once a month and it, it's a little bit effective and it makes it Twilight's still you're fucked but like all the times in between there you can still go outside and enjoy the day yeah and anyone who's been to Austin Texas knows about the bugs and the heat and the swampiness and it's pretty gross but everything else is the dopest it's the dopest city out there it is the dopest city out there Mm -hmm. and we're very lucky to be born here yeah um so I guess I know it's so dope we never left I know (laughs) and you sound so like lame you're like well, I'm, I just kind of, I'm still here. This is no like, fucking way. But when you are born in Austin and you're like raised here, where the fuck else are you going to go that is as cool as here? I've been no. to so many places and yeah, like, same. you know, you think while you're there, you're like, could I live here? And there's been a couple where like, I could do this. I could come here more often. Um, but it's not like home, you yeah. know, it, I, it's nothing compares to Austin. Our family's here. Lovey's here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, we can't be away from lovey. So. <laughs> but, and that's a big part of it too. Like we have children and we would be, I mean, we are still going crazy because if you're a mom, you're always going crazy. Yeah, but without any family, you'd be totally screwed. I mean, it's, it's hard. And think about all the people, like I feel, I feel for the people who move here. Like, cause it's mm. a dope, I mean, it depends. Like obviously like all the Californians, you're like, um, hi, yeah. bye. You're yeah. making our prices shitty and everything's, our traffic sucks and all the bad things. Yes, they suck. But like the, f- you know, people get a job and they get moved here or whatever it may be. It's like the ones who are like, oh, I came to South by once and I just like never left. Like, <laughs> fuck you. But like, you know, you want to raise a family and come here and have a great opportunity. This is the place to be. And yeah. we're excited you're here. Cause a lot of my mom, our mom friends that we hang out with, you know, that happened to them and yeah. they don't have family here. I know. And sometimes I just feel really shitty. I'm like, well, I have date night and like, I have everybody uh, every Friday. Dude, my family's like, still here and my family, like your family is just legit. The setup you have is fucking unreal. But I make sure one thing I learned is I ask for help and that's been the biggest change. Like I could be yeah. like, no, we're good. Like, no, like ugh, she didn't call me. She didn't ask. Like, I'm just... No, like I make sure and set up all the time, like, hey, are you available this day? And like, yes, my parents and my husband's parents, they, they want to be involved. They, yeah. I mean, well, love so you. do mine. My yeah. mom just has two younger daughters too. So it's yeah, like that. That's hard. She's kind of she's, she's a mom. She's yeah. in our spot right now. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. She's in a spot that we don't really know about, but it's still. It's coming. Winter is it, coming. Yeah. It's all day, every day. It doesn't <laughs> stop. So, you know, when her 
her day's end. She just wants to go face down in the bed too. She doesn't want to be like, yeah. well, let me come watch. Oh my God. I know our kids, <laughs> especially a toddler that yeah. doesn't go to sleep till 11. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a partier. He's cute. So I actually tried to get him into his big boy bed and bribed him with monster trucks. Of course. That's what you gotta do girl. Did yeah. you, you should get monster truck sheets. So they don't have them that aren't microfiber. And microfiber is really, really hot, and we don't have central air in our house, oh. so like it just—it's not. Even if he's like naked, sense. it doesn't. Give I him mean, those big industrial fans, and like blow that shit in his face all night. Like, I mean, that is gonna get him in there. I just like blew my own mind. Like monster <laughs> truck sheets. Yeah, uh, he, her son is obsessed. Oh my god! So he anyway, knows every single name of ev- it's like we have the best. Twelve monster trucks in packages for whenever. Just we for anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like you go shit on the potty. Yeah. Oh, well, find the monster truck. I'll give you clues. <laughs> Make a big scavenger hunt of it. Make a turd mountain. <laughs> Say that one again. <laughs> Make a turd mountain and you get a new monster truck. I made turd mountain. I get truck. <laughs> oh my God. It's so cute when he does it. It is cute. But yeah. anyway, so that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Long story short. Yeah. We're so excited though. Yeah. We're excited to be here with each other. We're excited Really, to meet other cool moms. Boop. That's our, like, mascot of our <laughs> podcast. That's when you know we're getting crunk. Yeah. A little pop of a tequila bottle. Hopefully, one day we'll be sponsored. By Dolce Vita? Uh, yeah. yeah. Sponsor us, Dolce Vita. Sponsor me. That's the true goal of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm really just trying to support my habit. <laughs> Get sponsored. <laughs> we're stressed a lot. It helps. High stress. It's our medicine. But yeah, <laughs> other than hanging out and being inspired by each other and being to, being able to hang out without our kids and do something fun and creative to inspire us, really, because we all know how it is to be lost like in every step of motherhood, like whether you're pregnant totally. and you're like, what the fuck's about to happen? You have a baby and you're like, what just happened? And then they're growing up and then they're older and going to school and then they don't need you and then... You have a second kid and, you know, it. the whole time it's seasons, like you said. Yeah. You feel lost, then you find your jam and then you do mosquito spray and then you do something else. <laughs> and then you stop and then you're out of work forever and then yeah. you don't know what the fuck to do with yourself. Yeah. So I'm just like, well, I'm just going to keep having more kids. So my husband <laughs> forever. can't kick me out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we also want to meet other cool moms that will inspire us, but hopefully inspire you too. Because like we said at the beginning, you're not just a mom your life does not end at mom. Your job does not end at mom or housekeeper or chef or whatever that you relate to. You're always gaining skills being a mom. You can multitask. Like we're the best multitaskers masters. Um, but we hope that you hear this and that you're inspired and you're like, well shit, I can do something cool or, or, Okay, well, maybe that's not really my jam. Yeah. I just, yeah. Like hanging out with my kids all day. I'm just going to have 10 of them. Which, you know, that's could, could be my jam too. We'll see. Yeah. Let me know how that goes. I will. <laughs> I mean, that's you live to tell about it. I'll have the oldest one. So she's just going to take care of everybody else. There you go. And yeah. That's, you're why, set. that's why we had this made our second or made, we remodeled our garage to have a space that is what this is where we're doing the podcast right now in our new space. And it's basically a space for us. And people are like, oh, so you're going to rent it? You're going to no. It's for us. 100%. It's a selfish reason. 
and what? that's not selfish. This is your own house. But it's okay <laughs> to be selfish sometimes. Yeah. Like, like fuck other random people. Yeah. We come out here and we have our time and we sit away and we do podcasts or we do nothing and we just lay and on we the floor sit here and enjoy ourselves with our kids. Netflix and it's amazing. And chill. Yeah. We also are, it's a good space with our kids and your kids come over and all we the kids. We can see them in the yard and they can run around, do whatever they want. Play we we can watch them while we poop. So yeah, we're like dude. parent, we're poop parenting. <laughs> multitasking at its finest man dude we're pretty good at it yeah well we're glad we got to introduce ourselves and tell you what those bad moms are all about and let you know that we're bad moms but we're also a little badass and so are you yeah and if you're a mom you're badass basically end of story yeah so thanks for tuning in hopefully you'll like all our guests and we can create some good content oh we did have one question from one of our followers that we're really glad you're here and following along with this journey that we're doing. She wants to know how we keep our sanity other than drinking tequila, <laughs> specifically <laughs> other than drinking. And do you know yours? You, you want to go first? I know mine. And it's exercise 100%, whether it's exercise with my kids, taking them to stroller strides, which is a great mom uh, workout group here in Austin. It really is. It's the it's bomb. Awesome. I it's wish I could. Bomb. I wish been, I had time. I've been doing it for three years now, and it's been my savior. You find your tribe. You find your support system, and, and the kids love it. The kids play outside in a park, and I get exercise. And yeah. At the end, like ten thirty rolls around, and it's nap time. It's nap time. It's perfect. And ha- by the time you get home, half your day is already gone, yeah. and you feel good, and you don't. You're not just stressed because you got exercise. And that group of moms that you've met in stroller strides is seriously. Like I couldn't have imagined meeting a better group of moms. Like yeah. we all mesh so well. Everybody's so much fun. They're yeah. so nice. It's hard. It's on really our level. hard. To, it's really hard to meet moms out there. And it's just like, oh, you're a mom and mom. We should be friends. But no, it's much more yeah. than that. Like you already have one thing in common. You you care about exercise. You care about yourself. You're putting yourself first. And your kids are here. And but literally, we have so many things in common. It's not yeah. just like exercise and kids. It's like they're just. It's, I don't even know. You for sure find your people and it's a great place yeah. to find your people. So mine is, whether it's with your kids or without your kids, because sometimes I like to hit up Lifetime without my kids mm-hmm. and just go in the sauna and do whatever. But exercise Sit is definitely peace. what keeps my sanity without it. Yeah, that's It's smart. rough. It's rough. So what do you do? Um, shit. Recently, I guess I've just been going outside because it's been gorgeous and that like, if I can't go outside with Cohen because he's just insane, with his monster trucks, like my house is just a wreck and he needs to be outside. He needs to go mud bogging. He'll tell you all about it. All and right. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, and so outside is really my saving grace for the days that I'm stuck at home with my kids. It's very easy to just, I think I left the house today for 30 minutes. Yeah. Went on a walk. I was like, okay, we're turning around and going home. Yeah. I mean, why would you now? Especially now with this gorgeous backyard. Yeah. But still it's, you need to change a pace. You got to yeah. go outside and let him run. Like he yeah. said, and and my youngest won't make a peep. Like when we're outside, yeah. he just looks at everything. But like if we're inside, he's freaking out. He's like, I don't, I can't do it. We're inside. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's what keeps me sane other than, <laughs> other than tequila <laughs> and hanging out. Yeah. All right. Let's do this shot. Cheers. Okay. It's warm. I didn't chill it. I forgot. Oh, well that's cool. I'll just get some hair on my chest. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Here's to those bad moms. Love you, girl. Love you, too. Not as good warm. If you could see our faces right now. My nipples got a little bit hard on (laughs) me.
thanks everybody for tuning in to today's episode of Those Bad Moms. If you like what we're putting down, follow along on our social media. You can find us on Instagram at those.bad.moms and on Facebook at Those Bad Moms.